we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Wake that ass up early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Jess Hilarious, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The legend. Dr. Phil. Welcome. Good morning. How is everybody? How you feeling? Bless Black and Holly favorite. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you got a new book out, We've Got Issues, How You Can Stand Strong for America's Soul Insanity. I, was, I think I was, watching a, I was watching Fox News one night, and I saw you go down to the border. I did. Yeah. I went down to the border. That's a that, that that's a really unusual situation down there. Mm-hmm. I, I've um I, and yeah, I've heard so much about it, but I want to go see it for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's not what you think uh, when you go down there. Um, you know, first off, they tell everybody that there's this big tension between Texas and the national folks. That's not true mm-hmm. at all. I mean, they're having lunch together. They're working together, and um, their their number one priority is keeping everybody safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming across that river is deep, and mm-hmm. it's the current is really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're worried to death; people are going to drown, and some do out there. So uh, these are, you know, they're just like they're 
they're just people with a job. Yeah. You know, they're just down there trying to do their job. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the biggest issue you think? Like, what's the problem with the with the, with the actual border? I, I think the biggest problem is we don't know who's coming in. Got you. The, and um, and and I and I got to be real clear. I am very pro immigration. Mm-hmm. We need people uh, in America. This first, this country wouldn't exist without immigrants, and we need immigrants. Our birth rate right now is one point six. We need 2.1 just to sustain our current infrastructure. We need people mm. in America, um, or we can't pay for everything. That we, we need the, for jobs and and creativity and just the numbers to support the system. We need immigrants, but we do need to know who's coming in mm-hmm. uh, because I, I think in uh, just the last month they – uh, picked up 17 that are currently on the terrorist watch list. Yikes. And they're not, these are not all um, uh, Mexican citizens that are coming. They're coming in from Syria, Libya, China. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are they winding up at the southern border? Mm-hmm. And even all of those aren't b- bad. We, we Between 2010 and 2020, uh, they had... Uh, maybe a couple of hundred uh, or you know, several hundred Chinese come across the border in that time, 1,100, 1,200. Um, in the first 11 months of 2023, it was 33,000. Why? You, know, you, you, you really wonder why. And are these people trying to escape the Chinese government and all of the uh, problems they have being under a communist regime, um, or are they Chinese operatives that are trying to get into this country uh, to create problems? Mm. I think it's some of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but how are they getting out of China? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you just don't wake up in China and say, you know, think I'll take a flyer, think I'll take a trip. And leave like you do in America. That's mm-hmm. not how it works in China. You mm-hmm. gotta. It's a big deal to get out of China. Mm-hmm. And if you've got family there, uh, you got a real problem if you just up and leave. So, uh, big questions um, about people coming across the border, who they are, and uh, who they aren't. And 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 the border guards down there aren't trying to close the border. They're trying to control the border. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was a big revelation to me now i seen you when you were down the border you were saying that you know their fear was that there was a lot of drug smugglers coming in and there was a lot of sex trafficking and sex workers coming in and that was one of the biggest fears uh, I, i'm often uh, i'm seldom without words and i asked brandon judd who's the head of the union for you know, nationally for the border guards he was a former border guard he's now head of the union mm-hmm. i asked him straight up these children that are coming in, they have addresses written on their arms, mm-hmm. phone numbers written wow. on their arms. And I say, so we're contacting those people, right? And saying, um, the child's coming in with this number. Do you know this child? And say, yes, we do. Uh, are you prepared to take this child? Yes, we are. I said, what are we doing to check these people out? Mm. I said, are we 
is it possible that we are using our resources and tax dollars to traffic young children into prostitution, the sex trade, selling these children, or putting them into sweat shops or whatever? And he said, oh, it's not possible. We are. Wow. We are. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, there's a camera right here over my shoulder, right? Um, you're telling me we're spending United States citizens' tax dollars to traffic young children into known sex trade or or, or sweatshops. He said, absolutely. I said, why have you? Why are you not talking about this? Why are people not? talking about what this. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And he said, because people aren't asking me these direct questions like you're asking, and I'm grateful for it. Is that legal, though? <clears throat> what? Is that legal to be able to do that? No. Of course not. Uh, but they're saying we, we're we overwhelmed down here. We, we're we sending them on. And I, I, I said, this is outrageous that Take the money out of it that we're funding it. Just the fact that we're Jeez. trafficking these young children, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and it doesn't make a difference to me whether they're Mexican origin, Syrian, whatever, they're showing up unaccompanied and, and we're trafficking mm-hmm. them on. That's that's heartbreaking to me. Absolutely. That, that, that we're doing that. And well, that's why I ask, is it, is it legal? Because shouldn't charges be bought up on... Those people who are at the border who are allowing those children to get put into sex trafficking? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. And he said a lot of these children are getting recycled. You'll see children come through and they'll be with a group um, to make it look like a family. And we'll see that same child cycle back through here a couple of weeks later. It's the same kid. What a different wow. family. They they get through, and then they send them back around and put them with another group, and they come back, two or three children, come back again. Well, let me ask you, what, what, you know, <clears throat> of course, from your show for years, you've been fixing people's relationships, fixing people's lives. What makes you want to fix America? Well, you know, that's a great question. Um, I... All of our, I've spent 21 years at CBS doing the, the, the show, and what made up the composition of the show is what we would get most of the time. Now, sometimes we do news stories or whatever, but most of the time, probably 85, 90% of the time, would be based on the letters we would get, emails mm-hmm. that we would get from people writing in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that determined the content of the show. I didn't want to guess at what people wanted to hear. Uh, we looked at what our mail made up, and, and so we'd choose what was the most common sort of thing we were getting asked. Right. And that's changed across time. Think about this. I'm a little older than you guys. Um, but... When I started Dr. Phil in 2002, mm-hmm. the first text message had never been sent. Wow. 
Think about how much yeah. has changed. The first text had never been. People yeah. weren't doing emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about 08, 09, it was like big C-130s flew over the country and dropped smartphones on everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that changed the world forevermore. And it was the biggest change in our lives since the Industrial Revolution took place way before our generations. But the Industrial Revolution changed everything, right? Until that time, we were an agricultural world. 95% of the people worked on farms. Mm -hmm. With the Industrial Revolution, that started changing. Pretty soon it got down to 25. Now it's 1%. Our agriculture, everybody else is mechanized, working in tech and all that sort of stuff. That changed the world. I think smartphones and technology is the biggest change since the Industrial Revolution. And why? Think about it. You're walking around with an iPad or a phone in your hand that has more computing power than we had when we put the man on the moon. In your hand. I mean, think about that, the the memory, the speed, the computing power, the number of operations you can do per second. You think you think it's been for better or worse? I, I, I think it's better. I mean, mm-hmm. but the unintended consequences of it, um, at that same time, it, just think about it. Everybody was going through life this way, you know, head up, looking around. And in 08 or 09, all of a sudden, everybody's head went Man. down. Man. Looking at the screen. Walk around now. Look out on the streets of New York. Everybody's heads like I this. It. You know how many times people check their phones every day? Too much. Three hundred and fifty-two times a day on average. That includes old people, not just kids. Mm-hmm. On average, three hundred and fifty-two wow. times a day. Now you're, you figure you sleep eight hours, so that's sixteen. During sixteen hours, they check their phone three hundred fifty-two times during that those waking hours. And at the same time that those cell phones came out, we saw the biggest spikes in depression, anxiety, and loneliness with young people since records started getting kept. That's right. And why? Because they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives. Mm. And they started comparing their life to the life they were they they were watching being lived on that phone. And the problem was the life they were watching was a fiction. Yeah, we watch. They, they spend so much time watching everybody's highlight reel, exactly. comparing their real life to a highlight reel. And that highlight reel is fake most of the time. Right. I've had these influencers on the show, and they say, "I post this reel up, and I, I'm putting on these great clothes and all that." Say. So, so excited going to the NBA All-Star game tonight. Got floors, seats on the floor and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Says, so soon as that video's over, I carefully take those clothes <laughs> off because they have to go back. Mm-hmm. I don't own them. I have to return them. I couldn't afford to buy those clothes. And then I put my sweats on and put my happy ass on the couch. I don't have tickets to the NBA All-Star game. Wow. I'm just doing that, you know, to get followers they're just like everybody else, but all these other people are watching this and saying, God, what a loser am I? I'm not going to any game. I don't have clothes like that. And so by comparison, their self-esteem and their self-worth goes down, and they say it's terrible. I, I think smartphones have ruined the sanity of America 
And I don't think that, uh, I, I think in the long run, we're going to realize it wasn't what we thought. It wasn't as good as we thought it was. Yeah, I think you're, the, the downsides are huge. And I don't even think it's the phones. It's, so, it's, it's social media more so than yeah. anything. Yeah, it's it's definitely social media. People don't know. It, but to answer your question, why am I focused on America? That's right. The, the, the question started changing. The question started changing. People mm-hmm. started saying, you know, my kids, when I turned 16, when I was 355 days, 23 hours and 59 minutes old, I was standing at the DMV to get my driver's license, mm-hmm. right? I wanted that license because it's freedom, mm-hmm. right? You can right. get out and go. And uh, my first car, my older sister gave me, it, it was a it was a, a Saratoga. It was a Plymouth or Chrysler Saratoga. I forget what it was. Uh, it would only go, she gave it to me because it would only go 38 miles an hour. At 39, it started shaking so bad because the front end was gone, but I was so glad to get it because mm-hmm. uh, it was freedom, right? Um they don't even get their driver's license when they turn 16 anymore. No, they, they, don't. they don't care. Yeah. They date later. They start having sex later. They get engaged with the world later. On average, they have less than one good friend because mm. they live Via for followers social, social and clicks yeah. and all that. So they're not developing emotionally. And, you know, they're depressed, anxious, and lonely. So the, the downside is really bad. So the question started changing. I had to start dealing with cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyber predators, you know, pretending to be a 14-year-old guy, getting a 14-year-old girl to come out her bedroom window and meet them at midnight, and they got there, and there's a 45-year-old pedophile uh, that abducted them and and took off. Um, you know, all of these the questions started changing, and they've continued to change now. Where kids are concerned about, parents are concerned. You know, what are their kids getting exposed to at school? Are they getting groomed on the Internet? Mm-hmm. You know, they think they're back there playing a video game. They don't realize those video games are Internet capable. Yeah. And so they're in chat rooms while they're playing the game. Um, you know, things like that. And then we've all of these issues that are now pounding on families. Because I, I, think, I think families in America are under attack. And I think... The family unit is the backbone of America. And if that's under attack, then America gets weakened. And I, and somebody's got to stand up and call this stuff out. And those are the questions I'm getting. And I, I didn't want to write another book. You know, you've written books and we've talked about it. It's a lot of work. Yeah, i got another one coming out soon. Yeah. yeah. And, and how much work is it? Shit, this one took me five, six years. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's time away from family. Mm-hmm. You got to go get in a room by yourself. You got to sit down, and write mm-hmm. this stuff out. I, this is the longest book I've written. It's a hundred thousand words, and you probably write three or four hundred thousand to get those hundred thousand. It's a lot of work, a lot of solitude, a lot. Of, but I, I felt like I had to write this book. Somebody's got to call this stuff out. Yeah, in the book you say, in too many instances, we've gotten rid of the most important American trait, self-determination, and replaced it with victimization. We've gotten rid of conversation and replaced it with cancellation. Elaborate more on that. Well, uh, this cancel culture um, should be a council culture. You know, if you catch somebody with the wrong words in their mouth, if you catch somebody that is run afoul of some rule or some guideline or something, uh, 
this this cancel culture is on them like a pack of dogs. Mm-hmm. And you find some tweet or some post that somebody uh, did years ago, um, and maybe they're up for a job now, a promotion now, or they're going to, if they're in entertainment, they're going to host something or get a big part in a movie or whatever. But it's not just entertainment people, it's everybody. Uh, HR departments go back and find something and drag it up now into the future. You know, when you're 15, 16, 17 years old, your brain isn't through growing. You do you do stupid stuff. You say stupid things. You get drunk. I think we should have breathalyzers on social media <laughs> where you got to you blow point oh eight. You can't you 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 can't type. And and cancel culture seizes on that and jumps on that kind of stuff. And um and I think that's terrible. It reminds me of George Orwell's nineteen eighty four where they had language yes. police and newspeak and you can only use these words and i've done shows on words we can't use anymore and 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 you see these colleges and universities that like some of some of these schools now don't have admissions office to the school because that suggests somebody's going to be rejected so they now have office of enrollment management you think it's think it's too soft now? I do, and I think when those kids get out of college and get out into the dog eat dog world, they're gonna they're gonna chew them up and spit them out. That, but that, they're not gonna go out into the world. They're gonna stay in their house and be on AI, be on and be in the metaverse. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> they're gonna and, create their own. World. But do you think even with parenting now, it's it's too soft, right? We come from an era where it's. I know people say, you know, if something happens, you, your pops or your your mom encourage you to get it back up there and go the next day. Where now it's like, it's more victimization. Yeah, and we we have these concierge parents. They fill out the kid's application for school. Uh, if he has a con- he or she has a conflict with a professor, the parent shows up and does the argument right. uh, for the child. That's not how it works. You, you know, the employer's not going to think your kid is precious. They're not going to think they're the, 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 the most precious little thing in the world. They're going to fire their dead ass, get somebody in there to do the job. Mm-hmm. And we're not preparing the kid for the next level of life, and, and we've got to do that. We are getting – it is too soft. The reason I do agree that parents should be showing up to talk to these adults sometime because to the point you're making in this book – Man, there's a lot of unstable people out here. There's oh. a lot of unstable adults. Like, and, and, and sometimes when I'm hearing my daughter who's 15 talk to some of these teachers, just the way she's describing about, describing them, I'm like, something's not right. So I think I need to go talk to this parent. And I, I mean, talk to this teacher. And I've seen it firsthand looking in these eyes. Like, yeah, something's not right there. Yeah. It, you're right. We've got some people that are way out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And, Parents need to step in, but they don't need to smooth out every bump in the child's life. Some kids, I I think all kids, need to fall and scrape their knee. All kids need to resolve some issues. Mm -hmm. You know, a kid that's been bullied a little bit, a kid that's been uh, experienced some failure, a kid that's been through some tough issues is going to be better equipped for life than a kid that's never been allowed 
to experience any of that. A kid that's been success only journey throughout their life. Mm-hmm. Th- that you, you know, during the pandemic, <clears throat> these parents that went around wiping everything down with these sanitary wipes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Their kids, when they got back out in the world, had terrible colds and flu because their immune system got weakened because mom was going around wiping everything down so much that their immune system didn't have to work, and so they were more vulnerable when they got back out there. It's the same way with life. Um, have you guys ever looked into these trigger warnings? Which ones? <clears throat> Any trigger warning. Yeah. Like, the majority of colleges use trigger warnings. I, I looked at one the other day. They had a trigger warning for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. said, uh, <laughs> alert, suicidality. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> come on. I wonder if people would even come to that conclusion about that movie if you didn't tell them beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? You probably just watch the movie and get something totally different from it. But I think that they're telling people what to feel. Or they're protecting their own ass. Well, here's the thing. All these trigger warnings, they, they talk about, you know, this this might have some violence in it. This mm-hmm. might have something about rape in it. This might have something about... Um, sex or drugs. Sex, drugs, mm-hmm. drug addicts, addiction, or mm-hmm. whatever. The truth is there's been a... There, there is a big body of research about this that says trigger warnings do not work. In fact, trigger warnings create the anxiety that they're trying to keep you away from. Just Mm -hmm. seeing the trigger warning creates the anxiety. Not only do they not work, they're a negative. And the fact is there's there's evidence and what we call evidence-based treatments that say that's not how you handle that. If somebody is sensitized to that sort of thing, what you do, there are treatments for that. There's evidence-based therapies such as systematic desensitization, immersion therapy, dialectical behavior therapy, where you teach someone to learn to cope with it. You don't put them in another room so they can avoid it, because when they get out in life, they're not going to be able to avoid it. Mm-hmm. So you teach them coping skills. So when it pops up, they know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. So there's a Huge body of literature out there that says trigger warnings don't work. Those colleges... We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. 
Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have the same access to that literature that I do, which means they know they don't work just like I know they don't work, but yet they continue to use them. Why? They're virtue signaling. That's right. They're just trying to show, hey, we're super sensitive over here, so come give us your money. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they know they're doing the, the kid wrong. They're no, they know they're doing the student wrong, and they do it anyway. I, I want to go back to the border, right, because you, you called out uh, the Vice President Kamala Harris and the Biden border crisis, and you called it the humanitarian crisis unlike anything we've ever seen before. Is it fair to blame Justice Administration for, for what's going on at the border? No, and, and I didn't call them out. I mm-hmm. said they're, the current administration is doing it about. This started under the previous administration. Mm-hmm. It started jumping up. Nobody's handled this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nobody. Republicans hadn't handled Our it. Democrats, the Democrats yeah. haven't handled it. Mm-hmm. It's gotten worse now mm-hmm. because there was an order in place to hold in Mexico. They took that down, and so they don't stop them in Mexico now. Mm -hmm. So that caused an influx. Uh, But this has never been a healthy situation. And I'll I'll tell you why. For years, if you, let's say you want to do it right. Mm -hmm. So you process in, you you ask for, um, you know, the, the, the proper, you go through the proper channels. And so you're going to get a court date. Mm Mm-hmm. The average is at least seven years. If you truly are concerned for your family's safety and well-being, who's going to wait seven years? Mm-hmm. I'm at, you say I'm at risk here. 
uh, and so I I need I need help. I, I need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm in danger. I need to come here uh, for help. Um, so great. Here's your court date. Check back with us in seven years. But if they're truly in a dangerous situation, chances are pretty good they'll be dead in seven years. Mm. You can't give people a seven-year date and expect them to just say, okay, well, we'll go back and uh, get shot at or starved or mm-hmm. go through all of the dangers that we're going through. What do you expect people to do? Yeah. If I was in another country and I truly felt like they were going to come around with jack boots and kick my door in and and kill my children or me or put us all in jail or whatever, you bet my should be in that river. Okay. If that's what it took, I'm going to protect mm-hmm. my family, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You do whatever you have to do. We can't create all a nature. system. Self-preservation. Exactly. You can't create a system that's broken mm-hmm. and then criticize people for doing what they have to do to save themselves. Now, a lot of people aren't really in that situation. They just say they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you sort that out? Well, the first thing you do is we don't need 86,000 new IRS agents. How about 86,000 new people in the, in the, in the border system mm-hmm. where we can process people and get them in here right? Mm-hmm. A, we need them. And B, they, they want to come here. Mm-hmm. Then let's, let's meet people where they are. Let's accommodate their needs. Let's get them here. But you know, that's also the other issue, right? Um, a lot of people in this country feel like they're accommodating the needs of the migrants more so than accommodating the needs of the everyday American. They're looking at these migrants and they feel like they're getting basic necessities like shelter, you know, like 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 uh, food. And, and they're starving in the cities that they're in. That's the other issue that's popping up now. And that's true in some mm-hmm. situations. I mean, they're they are. It, it is a crisis. So they're saying. Your situation, you've found a way to get from day to day to day. These people are showing up and they're standing in the rain. That's a humanitarian crisis, so we're reacting to well, that. So is poverty in America. Of course, so is homelessness it is. in America. Of course, it is. And and it, 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 two wrongs don't make a right. You mm-hmm. can't leave these people standing in the rain. You've been ignoring these people all this time. Those two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, America does not do a good job at solving problems at all. No. Yeah. That. I put forth in the book 10 principles for a healthy society, and one of them is stop trying to win arguments and focus on solving problems. That's right. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference Mm -hmm. between winning an argument and actually solving a problem. If you're going to solve a problem, and you can tell when you're talking to somebody whether they're trying to win an argument or they're actually trying to come up with an action-oriented solution Mm -hmm. To change a situation, if if it's the latter, they'll sit down and say, "Okay, first let's see what we agree on." <laughs> I know we have differences, but let's see what we agree on. Now, how can I help you get what you need? How can you help me get what I think is important? And let's come up with some action steps to change this versus yelling at each other. Or being a right fighter, if if you put a gun to their head and said, "All right, you need to come up with an action plan in five hours, or we're going to pull the trigger," I guarantee you, 
things would get done. Yeah. <laughs> now, we just can't do that. But the problem is we got people in charge of solving problems that don't really want to solve them. Mm. Because oh. their job depends on having that problem. They need that problem yeah. to justify their existence. They need that problem to maintain this huge bureaucracy, to maintain this big budget, this big agency. They need that problem to exist. I, I think we've got people in charge of solving problems that are not problem solvers. Who do you think would be the best person to solve the problem at the border, Trump, Trump or Biden? I, I don't. I, I don't think either one of them have made any traction on it. I, mm-hmm. I think you need to get somebody down there. I think if the government would step back and and let somebody go down there that had a budget and was accountable for it, you could work this out. You you could work this out. It's. You know, the government gets involved, and that's why you they pay $345 for a $10 hammer. Mm-hmm. If you've got somebody involved that's accountable to the bottom line, they would figure this out. Mm-hmm. You would vet these people, get them in here, and put them to work. We need the people. We need the workers. We, we need the workers. This is, this is such a difficult situation but is also a solution to an important problem. We need these these migrants in America. We need them. A lot of people will say, why do you think people say that, you know, the migrants are taking our jobs? Well, you know, they may be taking some jobs at the low, low end of the employment uh, continuum, but I, I think that is much less of a problem than people really think it is. And a lot of these migrants coming in are a lot more educated than people think they are. I mean, they're they're coming in with, a lot of them are coming in with bachelor's degrees. A lot of them are coming in with skill sets uh, in, in carpentry, plumbing, mm-hmm. electrical, that really have something to contribute. Um, and we we've got, a supply chain that's paralyzed. You've got problems getting capacitors. You've got you've got all kinds of things that have slowed down um, commerce that so many migrants could help. Why why do people act like what's happening currently in America is normal? Like, why are we acting like this? All of this stuff is normal. It's like this, especially in politics. Like, you got a guy who's got 91 criminal charges, four, four indictments, two impeachments, you know, let an attempted coup in this country. Like, why are we acting like this is just no, business as usual? I, I think part of it is I, I, I've got a study that I talk about in the book that goes back to 1950 and compares it to now. The percentage of people that are afraid to express their opinion has tripled in the last 75 years. People are afraid to speak up. That's your principle number six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do not stay silent just so others can remain comfortable. Yeah. Because now people say, oh, if I say something, it's going to piss somebody off mm-hmm. and they're going to come after me. Mm-hmm. I'm better off just keep my mouth shut and my head down. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Now, I don't talk politics for a different reason. 
I don't know enough about it to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of people that talk about it know enough about it to talk about it. I'm just willing to admit it. But you got common sense, though. You know right from wrong. I do. Yeah. And I, we, don't, we, we may not know policies and legislations and all that, but we can look with our eyeballs <clears throat> and see when something isn't right. Yeah, it's, you know, that's what I said when uh, Hamas um, attacked Israel. Um, I, I don't know geopolitics. I, I don't know uh, all of that. And I don't know the several thousand year history mm-hmm. of that part of the world. But I know when a, an infant is murdered in their crib, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't need to be a politician to know that's wrong. And right. when I was listening to all that, and I, I was going to speak on it, um, I, I talked to the Israeli consulate and said, "I, I am going to speak on this because I think it's terrible." I was hearing things on college campuses that were so close to what the Hitler youth rallies were saying, I thought I'd never hear that in my lifetime. But I said, I got to see this with my own eyes. I I can't go just on hearsay. And so the IDF, the Israeli consulate, and the Israeli Defense Force came to my house under guard with classified footage and showed me what had gone on in that invasion with footage that's still not been released. And I, I knew then that what I was hearing was was true and accurate. But then you got Gaza, where it's 30,000 dead in Gaza. They say mostly those people are it's women and children. Innocent. So it's just like it's the same. You know? No, it's not the same. You don't think it's the same? And hell no, it's not the same. Someone that is killed in an act of war... Uh, dropping a bomb and there's collateral damage uh, is not the same as invaders coming in and attacking non-combatants and killing children in their beds. That There's no moral equivalent to that. But you don't think that we should at least try to, to protect the innocent? Absolutely yeah, we should. Like you can't, you know. But you can't invade and then go back and hide in a school and oh, say, I, I agree okay, here I am. So you can't you can't attack me now because I'm hiding in a school. No, you can't hide in a school and be safe. And if, if you did, first off, that's a war crime to do that. And you, you, you can't do that. Is it terrible that all of these people are being killed Palestinians in the Gaza Strip that that's horrible and I think every effort needs to be made uh, to minimize that to to hold that down and anything that can be done to make surgical assaults yes and get into those tunnels and and do everything you can to not uh, harm civilians, certainly children or whatever, that sh- you should be held to the highest possible standard uh, in that regard. Because we saw that in America. If somebody went to a school, a mass shooter, and, you know, the people showed up at the school and they said, hey, we got to blow up the whole school in order to get the mass shooter, we would not go for that, Dr. Phil. Of course not. Of course not. That would be horrible uh, and, and unacceptable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you, you can't do that. But you can't let these people come 
and do what they did and then run back and and hide among innocent people. And, and everybody says, we need a ceasefire. We had a ceasefire on October 6th. We had a ceasefire. Then on October 7th, they did this. So what are you supposed to do? You, you, you have to try to root these people out. And there's not a there's not an easy way to do that. And I, 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 I hope and pray the Palestinians will run Hamas out of there <clears throat> and, and, you know, get them out. Because uh, I don't think it's about Palestine. I think it's about Iran. But I'm not a politician, and I certainly don't understand the geopolitical forces that are there. And what bothers me as much as anything is that we've got American students that are cheering on these murderers. I mean, instantly. I I, I saw a sign, you know, gays for Palestine. Well, <laughs> gays would get killed in Palestine. Walk that into the Gaza Strip and see how far you get. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they not teaching them critical thinking? Um, no, I don't. I, that's that just goes back to what we were talking about with social media. I truly feel like a lot of folks go on social media and they go on there to see how they should feel about something. Like, like how you can sit here and say, I don't know about this issue. or I can say, I don't know about the issue. They won't do that. They'll go on social media and see what the mass majority of people on social media are thinking about something. And they start parroting those talking points. And that's not just with that situation. That's just with a yeah. lot of situations. Well, I tell you this, I, I saw a, a, a stat the other day that, um, and I, I, I probably shouldn't go into much detail on it because I, I don't have the resource uh, at the front of my brain, but a scary number, I mean, uh, I'm talking way over 50% of young people get 100% of their news from TikTok. Jesus Christ, that's horrible. A hundred percent of their news, not like they get some and they don't they, they don't verify it. A hundred percent of their news from TikTok, and <clears throat> I put a clip up of my trip to the border, just a small clip. It was maybe twenty seconds, thirty seconds. Um, I posted it up on um, Facebook and Instagram. And it was a part of me talking to him about trafficking these children. And um, maybe 15, 18 seconds. And it was up about 15 minutes and going viral super fast. I mean, like tens of thousands of views in a matter of just a few minutes. It was just going just straight vertical. And then, bang, it just stopped. I mean, it, it didn't like slow down or like people lost interest in it, it stopped. And it got it got shut down. Wow. They they just the algorithm they just shut it wow. down and you couldn't see it. That happens to a lot of our content too. Mm-hmm. Especially anytime you're talking politics, anything like that, like you like YouTube's been suppressing us for some years now. Yeah, it was shut down on YouTube, <laughs> yes. and it was shut yes. down on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. How do you feel about that? Um, I I feel like what you said in Chapter 7, we're doing our, our enemies work for them because, you know, you're stifling freedom of speech and you're, you know, not letting people 
see the truth for themselves and you're just letting them run with this false information that may be out there on social media about a lot of these uh these things that we're talking about that's see here's the thing we're guaranteed free speech under the first amendment but what it says is the government will pass no law mm-hmm. okay and and the government hasn't we're doing this to each other each other mm-hmm. yeah we're muzzling each other. Right. What the hell is up with that? That's right. We're muzzling each other. That's what's so disturbing to me. And you said, you you asked the question that um, I, I should have been asking a long time ago, so I'll probably steal that and take credit when you're not around. Um, <laughs> why are we acting like this is normal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have this going on. You know, they're shutting down y'all's content. They're shutting down my content. Mm-hmm. And they shut it down because it was border and children and it, and people were getting upset about it. So, oh, no, we, we can't, we can't have this. We, we can't have this. And this wasn't me out there spewing hate or something. Um, and, and, and it was really interesting. I, I think what feeds the, what, feeds the algorithm sometimes and gets it on the attention of the people that go, nope, is 15% of the comments that we, we went, our cyber security people went in and looked at this. Um, I can I, I can show it to you. 15% of the comments were from a Chinese website that's locked. You can't get into it, but it's from a Chinese website that was posting this stuff up, probably saying this is horrible, it should be taken down, horrible, mm-hmm. taken down, mm-hmm. horrible, taken down. But you can't get it. It's, hey, it's in Chinese, and my Chinese is a little rusty. Um, and But you can pull up the site, and but you can't get on it. It's locked. And 15% of the comments on that Post. video mm-hmm. were from a from one Chinese website. We, we've done that before. We've looked at, uh, like, you know, you, you'll see these, attacks that'll happen sometime, you know, and people will be saying certain things. You'd be like, well, where's this narrative coming from? <clears throat> and so we've done like a digital forensics and it's been the same thing, like a, a bunch of bots from India. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And people think um, that when we talk about bots that, you know, you got somebody in their grandmother's basement and they've got like 10 phony accounts or something. These bot farms are in the millions. That's right. They they do camp. It's a campaign. They people campaign, go hire yeah. people to do campaigns. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's in the millions. Mm-hmm. And they change. And some of these these bots, these phony accounts, are like ten or twelve years old, and they have followers, and they follow each other. It's it's yeah. all intertwined. So I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but this is totally verifiable. And they'll just change the content that they're putting out it can be you know about the economy and then it can be about um, hate speech or it can be about they just change what they talk about but they're in the millions yeah and if you if you say something that's controversial and they put a bot farm after you then all of a sudden it seems like the entire world hates this woman Mm -hmm. and if you parse out all of the bots, and then those bots start driving opinion, mm-hmm. and then real people start commenting, right. saying they jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. It's it's in, it's insane, and that's a, that's a bad consequence of technology. And it's not even just social media, too. It's the news networks, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
Fox News, like say, say if I'm having a conversation and I'm 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 critical of Donald Trump and I'm saying he's a threat to democracy, but I'm also saying, hey, Joe Biden is an uninspiring candidate, right? Fox News will take the uninspiring candidate clip, amplify that all yep. on their platform all day long, and then yep. the people on the left, instead of focusing on what I said about Trump and him being a threat to democracy, yeah. they'll focus on the clip that Fox News pushed out there. So I'm exactly. like, who are y'all working for? Yeah. Fox News knows how to push their narrative. Yeah. I feel like CNN and MSNBC don't really know how to push theirs. Yeah. And, and the reason is they don't know how to identify an enemy and target that and go at it in a a targeted Ooh, yeah. fashion. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're going to do this effectively, you've got to get an identified enemy, an identified enemy to rally around, rally the troops around that enemy, that comment, and it, it's the cause celebre. And that's what makes a, a campaign to shut somebody down or get people to really get up in arms. you got to identify an enemy, identify the cause, and then set forth an agenda. And that's what mainstream America doesn't do very well. And, but no, the, and the left does it, but they do it to their own. Yes, they the do. The right stays focused on the left and taking them out. The left end up, end up taking out each other. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're doing it to ourselves. Oh, my God, man. We've got issues. The new book is out Jesus right Christ. now. How You Can Stand Strong for America's Soul and Sanity. Dr. Phil, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you so much. You, you don't come up here enough, Dr. Phil, because I wanted to talk to you about uh, why do you feel the medical industry is pushing transgender ideology on children. But I guess maybe we'll save that for another time. We'll we'll do it another time because I do want to talk about it. Thank you guys for having yeah, me. Yeah, come up more often, man. Absolutely. All right, I will. Love you guys. Yes, All sir. Right. It's Dr. Phil. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake that ass up early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.